0: is here spread the word
1: hello and welcome you're listening to the river radio let's talk business show with me sophie comas And on today's show, I'm really pleased to have another fantastic local business owner join me, the brilliant Karen Dunlop from Action Coach. In today's show, we'll be finding out more about Karen and her business journey, talking about some of the challenges faced by small business owners today. Plus, we also have some great music, book and podcast choices for you. So, Karen, welcome. Hi, Sophie. Hi, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Very,
2: very well, thank you. And you?
1: Excellent. Yeah, really good. How's your week going?
2: Really good, really good, except I've just come down with a cold, so apologies if my voice comes across a bit strange no. today. <laughs> oh no, that's not good, but there's lots of colds about it at the moment, isn't there, there? There are, there are, but I've done my lateral flow tests, it's, it's not the big C.
1: Excellent, good to hear it. So, um, excellent. So, good to have you with us this afternoon, and today we are talking about Action Coach and understanding a little bit more about your business journey. So, well, where are you based, first of all, Karen?
2: I'm based mainly in Maidenhead. I cover Maidenhead, Windsor, Ascot areas um, and and local areas.
1: Excellent. That's great. So a lot of our listeners will be covered around all the way across the Thames Valley. So, but there's lots of action coaches um, covering different areas, but your your focus is is Maidenhead and, and the Windsor area.
2: Yeah. And yeah, anywhere across those areas. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Fantastic. So tell us about Action Coach. What do you do?
2: Uh, so action coach we're business coaches we're supporting business owners to get their business to the place where they want it to be many business owners are um, caught up in the day-to-day running of their business working many many hours not getting the profits that they want um, and struggling with with teams that aren't perhaps as motivated as they'd like them to be so we support them getting them where they want to be and where they want the business to be.
1: Excellent. So what what kind of things would you typically look at or, or work with your clients to help them achieve those ambitions?
2: All sorts of areas across the business. <laughs> um, it can be anything from um, goal-setting planning is always a big one. Yeah. Um, finances and making sure that they're clear on the cash flow forecasting as well as exactly what's in the bank at the moment. We work with them on team, team motivation, morale, um, customer service, marketing, sales, um, a whole broad spectrum. But whichever area is needed in that business. So we wouldn't necessarily follow exactly the same pattern on every business. It really does depend on on the areas that the business owner is concerned about.
1: Excellent. Yeah, definitely. I know from Um, or conversations we've had in the past but definitely being really clear on objectives and and setting those really enables you to then measure those things doesn't it and identify perhaps the areas of progress or development or where people might need some help and support so
2: yep definitely and and you're very good at that so yes it's a (laughs) very easy conversation to have
1: (laughs) excellent and numbers I mean that that's I, I always said when I started out um I, I obviously run a small business as well, and when yeah. I started out, having a, an accountant to manage the numbers for me was always something that I was really keen keen to do. Is that yeah. is that sort of something that you find across your clients? Is there does there tend to be one area of the business that people need more help with than another, or is, or does it
2: literally just vary by client to client? It does tend to vary client by client. So some um, are very numbers adverse, and will just avoid them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And other business owners are avoiding doing the upfront in front of customers so they'll get their spreadsheet and they'll spend hours perfecting a spreadsheet so that they don't have to do the uh, uh, people side of things so Mm -hmm. it really does depend on the business owner and their personalities and what they they want to do but what you said about getting the accountant in early on is 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 vital and I generally recommend that most business owners outsource their bookkeeping as well because it's something that can be done very very well very very quickly by somebody who's used to doing it day to day but tends to take us a little bit longer with a lot more risks involved as well if we don't get it quite right.
1: Yeah definitely I think that's that's you know we've obviously been talking to quite a few business owners over over recent weeks since we've started the show and that kind of idea of outsourcing as soon as you are able to is really important so as you you know they're very you know very much so if you're not not into your numbers then making sure yep. that you get expert help in is is important or if it's HR challenges or marketing challenges then getting that
2: expertise in can Definitely. often save you time time in the long run Yep, and it's a much more flexible market even than it was before I and mean, it was a flexible market before an outsourcing was possible but now post-covid when so many more people are wanting to work from home um, there are some great people out there very very talented um who you can outsource to it's a very very cost-effective way of working
1: excellent no it all, it all sounds good it all sounds good so how would you typically support your clients is that is there a process that you go through is it through workshops is it through working one-to-one with them
2: how how do you typically work with your clients i do a mixture so i do some group coaching um, and some education-based coaching and then i do one-to-one coaching so it really again depends what suits the business owner best Um, and the business and their needs Um, and then we're working ideally we're using um, some structures to make sure that they've got their business structure in place so we look at what we call a mastery level making sure that they've got some good goals in place they've got their time management and their time under control again um, customers that all of their customers are happy before we r- recommend that they invest in any money in marketing, for example. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the, the numbers as well and making sure that the numbers are good and they've got good visibility, of not just financial numbers, but all the other key performance indicators in the business. So we start making sure that all the foundations in place before we start building the business and going to exciting areas beyond that
1: yeah and and you're right putting the customer at the heart of everything is so important if you get that bit right often the other bits are much easier to to resolve and move forward with yeah they tend to fall into place yeah yeah definitely and I guess it also depends on where the business owner is in their journey if maybe they're just starting out perhaps they need different support from you versus if they're a bit more established and a bit further on down their business journey um so what so assuming we kind of got the mastery level um, fixed and sorted what, what would then be the, the kind of the next level after that
2: next level is your area uh, so we start to look at marketing and re- making a real niche mm. so once we know that everything's in place we know what our cash flow is and how much we can invest in marketing we know that when we're investing in marketing we're creating more happy customers not more unhappy customers mm. then we start to look at those areas and really just work at exactly what they're offering how when why and then how they're communicating this to their target market um, and making sure that they're in the right areas for them excellent so that I mean that all sounds
1: really exciting stuff and, and I suppose when you think about it quite logical as well but often if you're in the middle of a business and you know you often can't see there's the oh. old saying isn't that you can't see the wood for the trees so there's often that kind of thing that you're maybe too close to something that you can't often see the way forward so
2: yeah I started as an action coach client actually before I came an action coach Uh and uh, it was very much that that basis that just sitting there and having somebody to talk through things explain how to do things in a nice sensible logical easy to approach manner um, made it so much easier because it's quite a panicky time uh, a lot of pressure financial pressure on the business Mm. and as you say it's very hard to see the wood for the trees when you're looking at a hundred different problems and you don't know which one to tackle first let alone yes. how to tackle it
1: yeah no definitely no I think having that <coughs> having that sounding board with somebody is is really important so I can see that so could you could you maybe give us some um, an example of perhaps of, of the type of work that you do and the impact that it may have had on a client so you don't, don't have to share names if, if that's not appropriate but interested really just to see how the application of what you do can make the impact on a know the desired end impact for the that the business owner just de-
2: defines um yes yeah, so it there's all sorts of um examples coming to mind so i'm gonna have to filter some out <laughs> um sometimes one of my big wins in my mind was a client who spent more time at home last christmas with his family than he has in many many years and um, of course, when we're thinking business, we're thinking, oh, we're talking about financial targets or we've um, hit this million pound this or something other. But that one was a, a, a big one for, for <coughs> me. Really, really lovely to see that um and that's so important isn't it we've, we've talked quite a lot over the
1: last couple of shows actually about that work-life balance and the mental well-being balance yeah. and I love the fact that you're bringing some of your clients personal ambitions and you know family life ambitions into their objectives as well and, you know actually to have a Christmas break with my family I love that that's great
2: it's so important and to have the the support of the family um it becomes very easy for the family to feel a bit alienated by the business or or second best to the business and start to resent it and a business owner really will succeed um, their best that's not a great sentence (laughs) but will do so much better if they've got support of their family and everyone's behind them so it might be when we get to this stage we're going to take a holiday to disney world or to greece Hmm. and take a family holiday or it might be getting that time over christmas so that when the family Feel like they're sacrificing time, perhaps on a weekly basis. They can see something coming back to them overall or longer term as well.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's yeah, great example. Great example. How about any other um, any other examples with clients that you've worked with?
2: Um, there can be so in service industries. It's very difficult to expand um, because normally there's one person in the driving seat. Mm. Um, so it's about time time management efficiencies and looking at how the team is structured, how the business is structured. So I've helped a few business owners really just to get a real grasp on their time, where their time is best spent. Um, and sometimes best spent is most profitable, but often best spent time is where you enjoy spending your time, because that's mm. where you're you're at your peak and you're at your flow. And if you're trudging through jobs you don't enjoy, they, they just take so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about finding the areas that the business owner or the the key personnel should spend their time in um, putting together a sales process so that we can replicate the successes so we've had some really great um, deals come through and some really great sales how do we replicate that so it becomes much much easier to replicate and we can get those um, clients on board big projects and we can actually start forecasting knowing how long it's going to take us to get new clients on board
1: Excellent, I love that. There are all such logical things that you're saying there, but, um as I say, you know, as we mentioned earlier, not not being able to see things clearly can often prohibit us from from moving forward in a positive way. Mm. so what's the best part of your job? I love asking people this question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what's the best part oh that's easy it's It's working with clients, it's seeing changes, it's smoothing out stresses and problems, getting re- getting rid of the wrinkled brow um and just seeing them achieve the large and the small, small things, you know, those, those achievements, that Christmas spent at home, um, having the time or the money to be able to go away without stressing and worrying, um, business, uh, client I'm working with at the moment and he's looking to retire and it's just getting, finally got to the point where he can believe it and he can see that it could happen.
1: That's well, fantastic. You know, a
2: real dip thinking this is, but it might work on other businesses, but it just isn't going to work on my business. I've been doing this too long and Da-da. And mm. it's just great to see see the changes. Excellent, and presumably get a, an outcome that he's happy with to allow him to retire. Yep, yep. We've got a nice a nice little time uh, timeline. So January he starts to really reduce his hours, and February he's really reduced his hours and gets to spend more time with his wife in the camper van.
1: Lovely. Oh, sounds great. And then, then the opposite to that. What's the worst part of your job?
2: Oh, the worst part. I suppose sometimes it's I can't always help everybody Mm. some people have got so locked into their way of thinking that they can't see the wood for the trees and they refuse to engage with me for example Mm. um and then just knowing that i could help them i can ease pain um and just not being able to that's that's frustrating or 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 disappointing
1: yeah and I, i know i know you do quite a lot of work with the disc profile so i guess there may be some elements
2: coming in in people's individual personality with with that, yeah, the disc and the disc is one of my favourites because I love the team workshops. They're just so much fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, b- b- big marker pens and posters and all sorts. It's good fun.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all with that. I love getting <laughs> lots of big brainstorms <laughs> with lots of big pieces of paper and sticky <laughs> notes, and Post-it notes everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you on that one.
2: <laughs> um, who inspired you to start out with your business? um so that would be helen pethybridge who's an action coach in the uh, highway yes. yes um so um i think i'm jumping ahead of possibly a question you'll ask me later but um i came experienced action coach as a client as i said mm. uh, many many years ago my um now ex-husband had to explain that his business was failing and the accountant had given him a couple of months to close the business down oh wow Luckily enough, I was on garden leave at the time. I'd just been headhunted, so I had a bit of um, time to spare. So I dived into the business and started working on different areas. And about the same time, um, he engaged with Helen um to work to help us on the business as well. Yeah. Um, and it was just that um, I didn't know a business coach existed beforehand. Mm, I'd had yeah. some executive coaching in my previous role, but I didn't know that these sort of the SME business coaches existed And just seeing how the action coach tools and methodologies just make these things feel, as she said, just really logical and straightforward and approachable um, at a time when the business was in a really, really shaky position. Mm. Um, So it was quite stressful. And then, of course, when my garden leave finished, I was working 50, 60 hours a week. Oh, wow my full-time job then this on the side as well so
1: it really needed to be
2: approachable and logical
1: yes (laughs) absolutely oh wow gosh well there's another great um success story there as well isn't there as to kind of how you came into the the business and into the into what you do now so that's that's great what would your what would one of your top tips cuz I, I think what we'll, we're going to come on to talk about a bit later is some of the challenges that many small business owners are facing. Yeah. And obviously given the experience over recent months, I imagine there is going to be quite a few people perhaps working in the corporate space who might be considering working for themselves and setting up their own small business. What what tip would you give them to to somebody who's perhaps just thinking of starting out um by themselves?
2: I would suggest just having a really good feel for what you want to do and speaking to as many people who are already doing it. Um, There's a perception that businesses don't share best practice or won't talk to somebody else. Um, But I'm quite convinced, Sophie, someone phoned you and said, I'd like to start out in marketing. You know, what would you recommend? You'd be more than happy to give them one to one and talk them through how things would work. So, talk to as many people as you can, particularly if you are moving from corporate. It's such a different world. Mm. You get yes, to it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You suddenly
2: realize you have to know where the stamps are. There isn't an in and out, right? Yeah, you have to actually put it in an envelope and a stamp and find the post box. Um, so, it's a, such a different world to really just get as much information, speak to as many people as you can people who might be potential clients, people who would, who have done it before. Um, so you really have a good feel for how the um, SME industry works before you take that step in. Um, and then a, and a business plan that isn't just forecasts but actually talks about finances and, and makes sure your forecasts are realistic.
1: Yeah. No, that, that's great advice. And I guess bringing in the work-life balance piece as well that you touched on earlier, I think, is really important as well. Um, no, it was definitely a big wake-up call to me. Suddenly, when I started working for myself, I suddenly didn't have a whole data team that was going to pull an email together for me (laughs) (laughs) suddenly I had to do all of that myself so or I didn't have you know hundreds of thousands of pounds of budget so yeah there's some some definite step
2: changes in the way of working suddenly go from being a specialist to a jack of all trades (laughs) and in you know previously a jack of all trades was a bit of a um, a snub but in business um, in a small business a jack of all trades is very very helpful yes definitely definitely
1: well thank you for sharing a little bit more about you karen there um i know you, that um you're a great reader i know from the conversations we've had um yes. previously that you love reading lots of different books so when i asked you for a recommendation um you actually gave me about five which is fantastic well, i narrowed that down <laughs> <laughs> that's even better um but there was one book that i think stu- um, sort of shone out for you and that was think your way to success for the scientific
2: by mark rhodes is that right Have i got that right yes yeah, so mark rhodes wrote a book of think your way to success and um it's i found out afterwards i read the secret because it'd been recommended and that's a great book I, yeah. i've read that one too and really yeah. enjoyed it and lots of people really enjoy it but then other people just can't get on with it because it's too woo-woo mm. for them yes i can and, see that <laughs> so think your way to success is the more scientific version of that okay and it explains how your brain works why it works um and it's very very gives you real good insight. So whether you're running a business or you're, or you're working corporate, it's a really, really good book to read. It really gives you a, a sort of snapshot of how your brain's working. For example, we can only keep sort of seven to nine things current in our mind any one time. Mm. So that's why you suddenly think, oh, my goodness, must remember to post, post that birthday card. Oh, my gosh, must remember to post that birthday card. And it keeps popping up. So, when you start writing lists down, for example, your brain doesn't have to keep churning these things around. It won't suddenly go, oh, oh my goodness, must. Um, so it's it's a brilliant, brilliant book for that um, and really well written, so so highly recommend that one.
1: Excellent. No, I love The Secret. I, I do agree with you. There is an element of um, fluffy stuff that you probably yep. need to just get your head around, but the actual principles of of, yeah. of what it was communicating, of really helping you to focus on, okay, I want to achieve X or I want to achieve Y. Really, yeah. really, I can see completely how it works. So if this is a more scientific version, and I shall definitely check it out. So thank you for sharing. That's, that's great. Um, so we're going to go on to play a track um, for us this afternoon. And you've very kindly chosen two songs for us. I'm doing really well with all of the guests who are joining me on the show. I love all of their music choices. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying that. But um, the first song you've chosen for us is a track by Take That, which is Shine. Is there a story behind why you like this song in particular?
2: There is a bit. Um, so Take That, uh, I, I'm going to say obviously, but not everyone knows how old I am, but um, came to, um, um, in the charts when I was younger, and I was never a Take That fan. But yeah. they've obviously continued a lot more recently, and this one I just really loved. i um, so never been a Take That fan before, but I love the the music and I love the lyrics. Um, it's just, if you could have a best friend... Um, sing you a song it would be that one wouldn't it you know it's just like your time is coming don't be late and i don't know what you're waiting for just go for it because you're brilliant so yeah i love that love that bit of
1: positivity today that's that's perfect just what we need um so we're going to play take that by shine thank you
0: You, you're such a big star to me you're everything i want to be but you're stuck in a hole and i want you to get out I don't know what there is to see, but I know it's time for you to leave. We're all just pushing along, trying to figure it out. yourself, it's not good for your health, I know that you can change, so clear your head and come round, you only have to open your eyes, you might just get a big surprise, and it may feel good, and you might want to smile, 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 oh, don't you let your demons pull you down, cause you can have it all.
1: Listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio. Let's talk business show. Thank you for listening today. Today I have another fantastic local business owner with me, the brilliant Karen Dunlop from Action Coach. Um, She's joining me. So Karen, welcome back. Hello. Um, So far, we've talked a little bit more about Karen and about um, Action Coach and her business. Don't forget, if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen again to the show on Catch Up via the website on river.radio or as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google. Um, And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Karen, we've talked a little bit about um, what you're doing at the moment, talked a bit about Action Coach and how you can help your clients i'm interested in a little bit about your journey um, we touched um, when we were speaking before about many people potentially wanting to consider starting their own businesses especially given recent experiences um, that we've had over the last sort of year well nearly two years now mm, i think yeah. gosh time does travel doesn't it yeah <laughs> um, so interested in your your business journey how did you how did you
2: end up working for action coach and how did you end up doing what you do today um, I think like most stories, there's all sorts of different threads that pull in together, so I keep it as concise as I can. <laughs> um, I um, So my, as I said earlier, my ex-husband had, had had to explain that his business um, wasn't going well, and I dived in to help him, and I started looking at everything from marketing to finances, um, customer service, team productivity, um, and an HR and some very thorny HR issues, actually.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that must have been quite close to have to have some some conversations potentially.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and the business has um, Alex has been running the business since about eighty three, so it's a lo- long established business. And he's mm. got some really long term um, staff working with him, which is a brilliant on the one hand. He's got great um, loyalty from the team, but on the other hand, it also means that those issues can be long term and have been embedded for quite some time as well. Mm. um so so we took a, a year to make the business profitable and then another oh. year to get to a point where everything was so consistent um profitable consistent reliable that we were able to sort of look at you know right what's the next step for us so that was really exciting um and as I said at the same time that uh, Alex had had to explain the business wasn't doing well I had just been headhunted and uh moved uh used to design and sell very expensive kitchens Excellent. <laughs> and, uh, so I'd moved companies there. And the company I'd moved to, I knew that they weren't very good on their sales team. Um, but pretty tough employers and, and not very nice. Uh, so I knew I only wanted to work there two years. So I really needed to make a decision what I was going to do next. Okay. Next st- stage in sales is you sit in a grotty back office and shout at people, which really didn't feel like my thing. No, no. Probably not in my talent box. So, uh, so. With the experiences that I'd had, the coaching I'd had in previous jobs, um, the exposure to Action Coach and Helen Pathybridge, uh, my success with the business and um, all sorts of other areas, it sort of did fall into place that that's what I wanted to do. Excellent. So I spoke to a couple of business coaches, um, one who'd set up on their own and then Helen uh to look at what I wanted to do. And for me, it made absolute sense to uh, work with Action Coach and by my franchise in the Action Coach um system enables me to use their branding but the business is most definitely my own so I, mm. it's on a McDonald's style brand um franchise where everything's identical yeah um but I have so much support as well so i uh, there are 250 coaches in the UK oh, and wow. also in about 80 countries around the world that's amazing i didn't so, realize that yeah so i've got so much support if i've got a question and likewise i've had people phone me um, ask me questions based on my background and experiences as well. So we we can give it a lot of support. Um, so at the time it seemed like the most sensible decision to make and uh, sitting here now it definitely was. It definitely <laughs> was.
1: Yeah, uh, I've, I've had a bit of exposure to the franchise model, lot, not quite in the same way as yourself, but yeah. um, I did a bit for Stella and Dot when they were in the UK and I think the support that you get when you, you have that sort of franchise experience is is amazing because you've got people that have been there done it and they can really offer some very sound advice as to how how to overcome some of the challenges you may be facing
2: yeah best current breast practice what's working today and of course over the last two years as you just said yes that's been invaluable to have I to bet. be able to share stories and support and say well oh, markets changed um how people receive information has changed and um, This is what's working for me. Mm. It's brilliant.
1: Definitely, there's definitely something around people changing their habits because more more of us are working <coughs> working from home. Yeah. Then definitely, actually, how we consume things is is also changing. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting to watch and observe. So when you're advising your clients to to help them to to manage that is is yeah it must be really interesting at mm. the moment. I can imagine. So before that, you you design kitchens. Um, yeah. So were you, were you always doing that? Were you always in design, sort of from college, from school, or? Um, from college
2: I wanted to be an architect, so, ah, yeah, so okay. that worked, um, but then I didn't. go. Uh, I dropped out of university and for one reason or another basically put it down to the fact that I was 18 at the time. <laughs> um, then I ended up in um, car hire, in motor insurance. I tested software and then I learned how to write software. Oh wow! Um, so I so I had a really patchy CV for for a while, uh, which only time it's coming useful is is now as a business coach. So it's obviously always leading up to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's something you said earlier, actually kind of the idea of Jack of all trades, but actually it is having all of those experiences and skills. Yeah. You know, so the IT piece, the sales piece, the customer service focus, actually all yeah. of those experiences you've just identified design focus as
2: well. All of those things you've just highlighted really kind of must yeah. must help you in your, your role today. And finance as well, I missed that bit as well. So yes, oh, I've, yes I've actually had working experience in most areas which has been brilliant yeah oh wow (laughs) definitely um so
1: is there something there that you wish you'd known before before you started your your business or is there or do you feel that you kind of have prepared yourself you know you've obviously had lots of different diverse experiences there so I don't know is that is there something that you think oh I really wish I'd had I'd been able to
2: do this beforehand or that would have been really useful to know I suppose just to understand the local market a bit better Mm -hmm. um so Having worked in um, in shiny showrooms in London, um, I don't I didn't know the local market as well as I would have liked to have done, um, which hasn't been a problem. Just means I've been learning whilst I'm going. But to understand the local market better would have been a nice. One actually. and understand the area better I think that would have been my one thing
1: yeah definitely I think research you know you mentioned earlier when you were sort of sharing some tips and ideas that if somebody's listening that's wanting to start their first small business is to actually talk to as many people as possible that kind of research piece Mm. not only to understand actually what it's like as a small business owner but also to understand the um you know the product and to hone your proposition also can
2: be can be really helpful as well. And it's talking to people. It's where you find the intangible bits you'll never learn from um, Google or from a business plan Mm. it just they're just things that you'll just work out as you're going on on through even the networking skills for example. yes
1: yeah yeah no definitely definitely so what what's the future hold for you what what's happening with action coach over the next year two years or three years i don't know maybe you have a three-year plan in place
2: we're we're growing um so building up on our group um, coaching options. So we'll continue the bespoke one-to-one coaching, but I, I love the group coaching options and um, the workshops um, and the disc workshops, which I said I really enjoy. And I'd really love to get a book club up and running. Um, as I said, book um, um ah, for, for the great. business and self-development books, I love reading, so I've always got uh, normally a couple of business and self-development books on the go. I'm a member of a book club for novels yeah and um, so I'm normally reading three or four books at a go and I just thought well I can't be the only one and it's the best way of sort of dipping your toes into this process if you're not ready for coaching mm. but you just want to get a feel and expand your, your mind a bit then then reading books is is brilliant
1: uh, what a great idea, I love that idea, so def- well, keep Thank me you. posted on that. Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I don't know how you do that, reading two or three books on the go, I, I have to read one and, and try and finish it, or not finish it, but I, f- I get too confused reading multiple
2: big books at the same time. Someone said that to me the other day, and I was thinking about it, and I think it's almost like the TV series that people um, are watching, so... um For example, people are very much into their soaps. Then they might be watching various soaps and they know the storyline and all the plots and then they can dip in and out, you know, various evenings uh, across the course of the week and I think it's probably more like that I'm not sure yeah
1: no, that's a great analogy I yes I know what you mean although even with my tv series I think I tend to almost binge one over the other so (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes. yeah unless it's a film and then that's obviously slightly different so um no that's cool um okay so I know we're going to come on to talk about some um small business challenges I know we've got quite a few that we wanted to, to discuss and debate and review a little bit more yeah and we've obviously also obviously got the um the budget which is being announced probably at the moment I think it was due on at about half past 12 yeah. so probably um just coming to, to a conclusion um but before we go on to um talk about that you've also chosen a second song for us um which is don't stop me now by queen um another great song I love mm. queen as well <laughs> is there is is there a story behind
2: this one um, not so much. I've been a Queen fan since about the age of eight. Um, I, my dad had the record, LP record, and I learnt how to put the record on and for it not to bump on all those types of things. Um, and it's just a brilliant song. If you need to pick me up in the morning before you start work, then this is definitely the one to listen to. Excellent. I love it. Um, great great choice. So this is Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Night, I'm
3: gonna have
1: myself a real good time
3: Feel alive And the world I'm turning inside out yeah. I'm floating around In ecstasy So don't stop me now Don't stop me Cause I'm having a good time Having a good time I'm not shooting star Leaping through the sky Defying the laws of gravity I'm a racing car Passing by Like Lady Godiva I'm gonna go Go, go There's no stopping time.
1: Listening to me, Sophie Comas, on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show this afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Today I have a fantastic local business owner, the brilliant Karen Dunlop from Action Coach. Welcome back, Karen. Hello. Um, We've been talking a lot about Karen's business journey and also sharing some of her experiences as to how she's got to where she is today. Don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can also listen to the show again via the website, which is River.Radio, or as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions that we're having on the show today, please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. Karen, there are lots of different challenges which are facing small business owners um, in the market today. Some are bigger challenges than others, and I know we've yeah. got a, a couple that we're, we've kind of identified that we're, we're going to explore a little bit further. The first of which probably has to be the budget announcement, which is taking place probably as we're as we're speaking. Um, I know um, before we came on air today, it was it was. Uh, communicated that it was going on live at about half past 12 today yeah. and the press have obviously shared some of the policies that they're they're anticipating will be on will be revealed so obviously investment in healthcare and transport and schools um, which is all great news but are, are there any of the, the 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 announcements about the budget that you sort of picked up on is there any particular area that you're saying will impact most sort of greatly your your clients in particular
2: um, there, are, there are a couple. There's the um, the investment on infrastructure. Um, they're talking about trains, trams, bus, cycle projects. That has an impact, particularly in the Thames Valley, where we're very um, get up for Heathrow. Mm. Um, so we've got a, late, a lot of freight forwarders um, in the sort of South area as well. So transport links um, is is a big one for for local businesses around here. Um I
1: guess we've got Crossrail which is coming
2: in as well haven't we which is yeah. obviously
1: being worked on um and um HS2 as well so we've got lots happening across the Thames Valley.
2: And it'll be interesting to see what they do about HS2 as well actually and whether that's on hold or not the second phase. So yes there's mm. quite a lot to to find out and then the impacts that has. Um and because obviously Covid has already changed our working patterns and the way we're using transport anyway. So it will be interesting to see, and maybe it has proven to some people that these larger links are or are not necessary. Hmm. It's a um, fascinating, fascinating area. But one of the things that really came um, out to me while I was looking at all this are the new T levels. Um, so one of the yes. things that they're looking investing in is is, is um, education, and um, T levels replace A levels, and they're a bridge between A levels and apprenticeships. So, so what
1: you. Because I hadn't heard of this before either. So I'm, that, that's great that you've done some research into that. That's that's really interesting. So once you've done your GCSEs, you kind yeah. of have three three sort of options. You have your apprenticeships, A-levels. You used to obviously have a, have a BTEC. So is it kind of replacing the BTEC or is it in, in addition to, did you see? I think it's
2: in addition to, at the moment, it's 80% classroom-led and 20% practical experience. Okay. So it's probably a bridge there. Um, but the challenge in many many um, businesses um, engineering businesses what we would have called blue collar in the old days is that apprenticeships just aren't as interesting for young people anymore Mm. and they would rather be something perhaps more digital computer based and they're not going into these um uh, hands-on greasy jobs which um Brilliant fun, I think, but they, <laughs> so, unfortunately, so anything from engineering to steelworks to um, car servicing, they're struggling to get new recruits and new apprenticeships, and I think that's going to have a real big impact, it's beginning to have an impact on recruitment at the moment, but I think in the next few, next five years or so, we're going to really notice um, where we're not, we haven't got young people coming into the, into those jobs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I think the whole, um, the whole sort of area around recruitment and finding the right people for the right jobs is is a huge challenge. And I know that that was one of the um, one of the challenges that you'd noted as well. I mean, living—they're also talking about the rise in national living wage as well. So that's yeah. going to be impacting the recruitment of talent into individual organisations. You know, starting at the very bottom. So if yeah. you're a small business owner and you're just starting out and you want to perhaps recruit some support and assistance, having that that start point being raised, I, I imagine will we'll also start to impact on things.
2: It will do, because I think there are a lot of business owners who are quite happy to take on people at a lower wage um, in exchange for a really good training programme and hands-on learning on the job. Hmm. Um, so the living wage, there's a balance there. Obviously, we don't want people who... They want people living in a situation where they can't afford to live, um, but there needs to be a kind of balance there. Yeah. Um, and then the kickstart program's been a real success um, for many business owners, where they're they're taking on uh, under people under the age of twenty four, and that's um, because it's financed by the government to an extent. Um, that's been really really useful, and that means that business owners can take on underqualified people and train them up on the role. Excellent. Mm. No, that's great because I think
1: if you give people often if you give people a chance to learn on the on the job and learn as they go along that can often be far more beneficial depending upon the industry of course can yep. be far more beneficial to helping you know getting people Trained in the right way, trained to perhaps your way of thinking, trained, um, you know, the right way from the beginning. So yeah, most yeah.
2: of us learn by doing. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That's your disc profile coming out again, there, Karen. a <laughs> disc knowledge and analysis. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the other um, fuller um, announcements on the budget. I think later on once we've obviously come off air. I'm sure there'll be far more things. What hasn't been leaked or communicated is obviously the taxes <laughs> and that side of things. <laughs> (laughs)
2: the positive bits funny that yeah yeah, funny that (laughs)
1: um but definitely the focus on the environment i think has got to has also got to to be a positive thing there was a really negative um story as i was coming into the studio about um how water companies are perhaps not being as um Mm. as kind to the environment as they should be and leaking raw sewage into seas and rivers um which is which was amazing to hear that that is still Still, a the case. That it can happen, isn't it? Yes, it it yeah. is. Um, but even you know, thinking from a small business perspective, we've again on a, on a couple of recent shows talked about the impact of CSR on people choosing to work for particular organisations that share similar brand values. And actually, even as a small business owner, we can really make sure that the environmental piece is still really prominent in the work that we're doing and what we're talking about, and making sure our practices are are adhering to some sensible considerations of yeah. the of the environment
2: and i think more and more people are choosing their new employers based on value sets mm. and whether it is with their values um i think that's and and particularly younger generations it's definitely it's going to be very very strong yeah um and really important to them as well
1: yeah absolutely i'm definitely seeing and reading that all, you know for, for many of the things i'm looking at for as part of my client work so mm. yes that that idea that people have had longer to reflect they've had time to actually think about is you know is is my organization do they reflect my brand values is is really important Um, and hopefully it'll mean that more people will start up on their own business so (laughs) um we'll we'll have to wait and see on that one so some of the things that you've noticed that your small business clients are struggling with, um, the first of which was f- the financial impact. Obviously, over the last two years, we've had tremendous change and tremendous um, upheaval in many ways, um, but also leaps forward in others. So what what sort of experiences are your clients seeing at the moment with, with the financial impact of those things?
2: Um, so COVID obviously has had a, a huge impact on many, many industries. Um with the lockdowns and um, restrictions on on movement. Um, But we've also had um, Brexit affecting some businesses. So some businesses have been affected by either COVID or Brexit, and some have been affected by both. So it's been a real challenge. Um, So hospitality, um, hot yoga, for example, that just wasn't able to recover with restricted numbers because you, can't um have the effort on a, in a hot yoga studio because then it won't be hot mm-hmm. um so really really challenging for some people and other people it's been something where they've been able to uh, continue throughout where they're more digital based um they've been able to continue throughout but perhaps looking at new ways and new methods of working from home um or remote working um so it's just it's been a real um a real mix across different industries um and across different businesses and a business owner's outlook as well. And, mm. and how much of this you can turn into a an opportunity um, and how much of this you just get stuck on old methods as well.
1: Yeah, that's I think the mindset when you when you work for yourself or you run a small business is so important. I I do agree, it's completely in some cases it can make or break things. I think actually watching some of the small business owners certainly in and around the Thames Valley where they've yeah. pivoted their proposition and their offering often virtually overnight, really quickly, yep. to to just react and respond to things has, has been inspirational in many mm, ways, I it's think. It's
2: wonderful to see. I think the biggest challenge for small business owners is isolation as well. Yes. Of course, that's been um, exacerbated by lockdown, um, but it does also impact your mindset. You don't mm. see the inspirational people doing something different out there. I walked past a cafe yesterday and they're still not allowing people to sit in Oh, wow. In this weather, okay. and that was yes. the, yeah, my reaction. I'm just surprised that they ha- they weren't moving forward, and they were they felt like they were eight months behind. Yeah, to me. wow, that's it's really yeah.
1: sad in some ways because you know walking around Windsor, which is I'm, I'm based yeah. near Windsor, there's actually been some really quite innovative ways that people have. Tried to beat the English weather and created yeah. out outdoor spaces. Yes. In fact, really in a really lovely way. There's a um, there's a, a pop up uh, bar at the bottom of the arches, which is just kind of come out of nowhere which yes. is beautiful I didn't even there's, know that space
2: existed until no, I saw I the didn't. bar there and it's fabulous
1: <laughs> there's a, a hotel in Windsor and again they've taken their kind of courtyard stroke entrance to their car park and made it into a beautiful sort of outdoor garden space yep. with heaters and things yep. so there's actually even though there have been restrictions people have been really innovative I think in they how have. they've yep how they've responded to things which has been been really encouraging um you you touched on recruitment i mean i you know just walking around there's many there seems to be a a kind of a sudden emergence of lots of notices of people saying oh you know looking for staff apply within kind of thing um so you are you seeing something similar with your your clients
2: yes at one point um pretty much every single one of my clients was um recruiting and trying to find somebody new and wow. um really just not getting either the number or the quality of applicants that they expected or needed and and I think that's come through from a, a variety of different places um the obvious implications from Brexit um mm. but apparently it's been compounded by those people who were in hospitality have had to find themselves different jobs, perhaps a mm-hmm. better 95 hours and realise that they don't want to go back to hospitality again. Yeah, it's a tough industry. <laughs> um, and then there's uh, furlough meant that people were just sitting on a safe seat mm. during furlough, even though they knew they probably wouldn't get their job back. They were just sitting safe for a while. And so we had less people in the in the market, effectively. Mm. um so it's been it's been quite different and then as you touched on people really just taking this time for lockdown to think about what they really want to do Mm. and how they want to work um so i've been recruiting for a remote working from home role and um it's interesting how that market as it were has really changed it was it's in a role that's ideal for um perhaps a working mother for example a working Mm. parent i should say um i do get plenty of fathers applying for these roles um that's interesting. Whereas now there's just more people who are looking for just something different, a um, bit more variety, and they've got different projects, or they've gone back to Open University, or or um, all sorts of different things opening up.
1: Yeah, that's and, and in some ways I think that's that's a really positive outcome of mm. of everything that's happened. I think to give people the idea to. To go and look and review what what makes them happy i I love that idea. Are you seeing that changing you know the the fellow scheme obviously ended at the end of September, yeah, so have you seen sort of when that that date sort of came? have you seen things change?
2: yeah, so speaking <coughs> to the recruitment company that I work quite closely with um they've definitely seen an upsurge in applications and um yeah, so a bit of change on the market so it's it's beginning to to come back to normal again. Excellent. which is good yeah.
1: yeah that's good and i imagine that there's going to be more restructure with larger organizations over the coming months um, there will things be changing
2: and yes and we're all it's almost like um, somebody's shaking a big sack of um, children's bricks and we're just waiting for all to settle back down again and we're not <laughs> quite sure what's going to happen yet still so yes it's about being flexible and open-minded
1: yeah definitely and you you touched on funding um did you mean funding for um you know so if we're thinking about other challenges that small business owners are facing thinking about funding for people you know to start businesses to perhaps invest in premises or um you know obviously with with brexit some of those opportunities may may not be the same or may have been different Have, have you seen any any
2: experiences in that regard as well Yes, I think the funding world again has changed dramatically, um, for s- particularly um, post-COVID um, and in, in any kind of um, economic slight depression, uh, the funding and the way that banks um, uh, qualify when they're doing funding changes. But there are different schemes open, different ways of doing things. Banks are more nervous, so they're, they're, they're more interested in doing something like um, invoice um, payment schemes, so that's that's changed quite dramatically, but there are also quite a lot of um, uh, grants available as well. So it's worth just having a really good look around at your um, locally just to see what's available.
1: Yeah, we, we um, I was lucky enough to talk with um, Sarah Charleston from the Growth Hub a couple of weeks back, yeah. and she was explaining that they've been through quite a lot of changes, and obviously they work in supporting people in in applying for grants. I think there is still a tourism grant which is available. Yeah. From, if my memory serves um, which may not be the case it's worth just double checking but um, there are definitely grants out there to help and encourage people to restart to get going again and to, to be moving forward. Which
2: yeah is their website's are worth looking at because they have um, all sorts of um, grants listed on there European ones and all sorts mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah that's great and, and any other challenges I mean gosh we, we seem to have covered quite a lot there in the, the few moments that we've been talking about things but is there any other kind of key things which are um kind of striking you that people that your clients are facing or the, or the conversations that you're you're having with with other local
2: businesses i think it's mostly just dealing with the uncertainty mm. it's a real challenge i mean we never we can never predict um 100% what's going to happen over the next two three years when we're making our business plans um but it is funny i am getting more resistance on the idea of making a a, a longer term goal so um you know where do you want to be in a year and where do you want to be in 3 years and people some people just just won't go there can't mm. go there um because there's a lot of fear around still
1: yeah that's that's interesting. that mindset piece is so important as a small mm. business owner, isn't it? yeah to get that right and And it is almost kind of say, okay well i'm I'm aiming this direction for three years' time, but you know what there may be some curves or bumps along the way.
2: I liken it to sat-nav, so you, you plug into your sat-nav where you want to get to and it says this is how you get from A to B, um, but on the journey it might tell you that there's been a, an accident or there's a road closure or something and it might give you a bit of a detour, but you'll still end up A to B, you just sometimes we take a bit of a detour on the way. Yeah, I love that analogy, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All
1: right. Well, um <clears throat> I wanted just to wrap up today, Karen. With um, you'd obviously given me so many book recommendations that I feel it would be only fair to share maybe one more with the listeners. So um, we obviously had a great one um, earlier on. So what what was what else was on your list? What was number two on your
2: list? Um, a really fun one actually is Never <coughs> Split the Difference by Chris Voss V O S. Yeah, and he was a chief negotiator for hostage victims. So um, when it comes to negotiating, of course, never split the difference. You can't say, well, we'll have half of them and you have the other half because (laughs) that doesn't get you a a live kidnap victim back (laughs) again. Um, So he starts looking at uh, negotiating from a perspective of a win-win. And we actually, very often money isn't the be-all and end-all in most negotiations. There's a a pride or or an emotional element somewhere. Um, So he teaches us how to negotiate with other people and find out what really matters But along the way, throughout the book, you get the most incredible stories. Um, So, so it's a brilliant mindset um, as a business tool, uh, business tool, but also anybody working or anyone negotiating and trying to get their children to bed on time. Um, It's a brilliant (laughs) I'm familiar familiar with that one. (laughs) (laughs) But you just get the most amazing eye-opening stories along the way as well. And he's very. very humble and he talks about how how even his son has um has used his own techniques against him as well which is just (laughs) hilarious so it's it's a brilliant brilliant book really really valuable learning but just so much fun along the way as well excellent i love that i love those those sort of books which
1: share wisdom but also give you a story another Mm. one which is i think you've probably read as well as the go-giver and i love the story behind that i think you know it's what what we say isn't it the stories can convey so much wisdom um anyway and I, I just love love that so that's great I shall also be checking that one out as well so that's brilliant um so before we play our last track this afternoon, Karen, thank you ever so much for joining me on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. It's pleasure. been an absolute pleasure to have you join us and pleasure. to also hear more about your business journey. We obviously had some great conversations there as well around some of the challenges that small business owners are facing as well in today's, in today's world. So if someone wants to find out a little bit more about you and a little bit more about your business, what's the best way for
2: them to do that? Probably just to look me up. So I'm a Karen C-A-R-Y-N karen dunlop like the tire so just look me up and you'll find me on facebook or linkedin or you'll come across my website that way that's probably the easiest way to do it excellent that's brilliant thanks ever so
1: much karen for joining us today thanks sophie So next week, as we build our focus on other small businesses, we have another great guest lined up to join us. We have Jenny Tishy from The Lunchbox Doctor, who's going to hopefully be sharing her wisdom around how to build and make lovely, delicious, healthy lunches. If you have any questions about today's show or you have a question that you would like me to ask Jenny, please do drop me an email at sophie at radio. We also have some great other shows coming up across the River Radio um, team across the rest of the week, including Shell on Sunday lunchtime with Mish Mash. And she's inviting local business owners to also share some of their top three songs and to explain to you why they like them. Of course, if you've missed any of today's show, you can listen again via the website, which is river.radio, or as a podcast via Alexa, Apple, or Google. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon, and see you next week. Quick out!
0: River Radio is...
3: Watch him shatter. You're just a step on the boss man's ladder, but you got dreams he'll never take away. On the same boat with a lot of your friends.